The following podcast contains adult language and subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. You don't have to be famous to be interesting. Welcome back to A Conversation with Albie. I'm Albie. Today's guest is Kelly Huffstutler. Close enough. Ah, that's a last name, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little German. A little scheisse going in there. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in studio today. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's full of uh, random... Memorabilia. Yeah. And toys. Just awesomeness. A little bit of nudity if you look close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to the Secret Underground Lair. Please do not disclose its location. Well, no, I've already deleted the text message out of my phone. Awesome. Kelly is one of my newest friends. I've known her for the least amount of time of all my friends, but I really like her. Woo! We met about a year ago, I'd say? Right around next month. Wow, really? So less than a year. Yeah. That's awesome, and you're already on the show. Yeah. I want to find out a little bit more about you, Kelly. All right. Um, Where were you born? When were you born? Uh, I was born in 1991 when you started working at Perkins, which is kind of awkward. Very weird. Yeah. Makes me feel old. Even though I don't feel old, it makes me feel old. You don't so I'm act very old either, though. Thank you. <laughs> but I was uh, born in Cape Coma, right down the street on Del Prado. Haven't lived anywhere else. I lived in North Fort Myers for about a year. It was weird. Lived here all my life. Don't know what else I'm going to do, but I like here, kind of. So you're born in 91. Yeah. So. I'm probably about 15 or 16 years older than you. I'm not good with math. Mm, somewhere around there. What was your childhood like growing up? Uh, what schools did you go to? It was pretty odd, but normal at the same time, because everybody has that odd growing up. Nobody has that fucking perfect... Uh, can I cuss on here? Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was normal, but it was odd. But it was normal because it was odd. My grandparents raised me a lot because my mom had me when she was 19, I think. 19 or 20. My real dad's a deadbeat son of a bitch somewhere i don't know but grandparents raised me they uh were pretty fucking awesome my grandma just passed away in july it was pretty sucky but i got a chicken tattoo for it you know i like yeah, it my you're cock. going around showing yeah. everybody work. <laughs> but uh i got taught to be more hardworking and more thoughtful of other people like old school i guess you know i wasn't one of those young kids running around like a little punk still not i'm only 23 and i've got more respect from half the older people that I know because of it. I have five brothers, which is kind of weird. Wow, I did not Maybe know that's that. that's why I'm a bull dyke. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I have two of them. 27 now. Old fuckers. Uh, one's supposed to be around my age. I have two. And my youngest brother, who's autistic, just turned 18 this year. Are they full brothers, half brothers? Three half and two are step. And I don't have any full brothers, don't have any full sisters. I have a half-sister that I'm not supposed to know about, but I know about her. I haven't met her, but I know about her. Yeah. She's a secret? <laughs> she was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess she's my age, and long story short, dad cheated on mom with next-door neighbor, and out popped a baby. So good times. Yeah. Maybe she's listening. Can you hear me? Do you know her name? Uh, Christina. Same last name? Fuck if I know. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of Hufenstallers here. Hufenstaller. Hoffenstadler. Yeah. But um, I grew up with a lot of stuff because my grandparents, they weren't rich, but they were really well off. Uh, I had my first car when I was 14 before I could even drive, had a permit or anything. What kind of car was it? 86 Monte Carlo. Silver, 
absolutely amazing. But it got stolen out of the front yard while I was sleeping because I skipped class that day. Slept on the couch in my grandma's. Car got stolen. I was fucking pissed, but I guess karma's a bitch. And then when the, uh, you know, the economy hit and everything went to shit, grandparents stoned a uh, glass and shelving company and did some other kind of construction. Grandpa had to sell his company and they had a house in North Carolina. They had a house in Florida. They sold, threw both of them up for sale and Florida sold. So they moved up to North Carolina and then mom followed, aunt followed, everybody followed, but poor old little me. So everybody's in North Carolina, but you? Yeah. My stepbrother and my half brother and my stepmom are still down here. You know, I get to go up and see them whenever I work my butt off to go see them all the time. So it is what it is. How's your grandpa doing after he lost his wife? He's devastated, but you can only be so good after the person you choose for the rest of your life to spend with passes away. But uh, he went up to Indiana to go visit his family, and he actually took my grandma there. She's uh, cremated, so she rode along in a jar, which is kind of odd but kind of cool at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just working and working and working and keeps his mind off of it. That's all you can really do, I guess. Yeah. Not think about it. Yeah. Because if you think about it, psh, yeah, it'll get to you, man. Yeah. So your grandma liked Froghorn Leghorn? Yeah, that was her favorite Looney Tunes cartoon. And uh, when I was really young, the first joke I ever remember, because she always made jokes, was uh, what kind of shoes does a chicken wear? And it was Reebok Bok Box. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I decided to get Foghorn Leghorn with Reeboks. And uh, it's just one of those things that not really many people get. They'll have to ask about it. And it helps remember her in the good way instead of the bad ways. You're very inked. What was your first tattoo and why'd you get it? Um. My first tattoo was a cross on my leg because I turned 16 and that's the legal age in the state of Florida to get tattooed with parental consent. So we went there actually two or three days before my birthday, went to go get a tattoo and they said, no, you can't. State of Florida won't let us. I was absolutely livid. My mom had people come over the house to do tattoos on her, you know, so I was extremely excited to get a tattoo and my mom said I couldn't get one unless it was professionally done. So I had to go. I had to wait those two days, came back, and I had no idea what I was going to get. But I figured, you know, tattoos do last forever. I had to be responsible. So I got a cross. I'm not really a godly believer, but it was something that I know I won't regret because it's not bad in my eyes. Neither is it very good. It's just an image that a lot of people get. And it just skyrocketed after there. At my 17th birthday, I got my eyebrow pierced for the first time. And then the second I turned 18, every little bit of money I had, I started just Tattoos, tattoos, tattoos. Is it an addiction? It is to a point. Um, when I was in middle school, I was a cutter. And a lot of people say that, you know, oh, cutters do it for the attention. You know, they're just emo kids or this, that, this, whatever. I did it because I like the pain and it sounds weird. And this may be an obsession or a addiction, but I like the feeling. I like seeing the blood. It was really weird. And I wouldn't so much say it was a dark time because I... I didn't feel that it was a dark time. My family thought it was. They thought, you know, I was trying to kill myself. My family was having issues with my cousin, and they thought that it was all stemming because of this, and it wasn't. And I've tried to get them to understand, and it's just not. But tattooing is kind of a different release. It's the same type of feeling, but a uh, more productive way to do it, and it leaves a cool marking on you. It does. And uh, what other tattoos do you have? Um, I have a star with brass knuckles, a deck of cards that say my nickname in it, which is Jinx instead of the four A's for aces. On my shoulder, I have an ambiogram with life and death. I have an ambiogram with love and hate because you can't have either or without the other one. I have a rainbow flag sticking out of my bicep 
says 239 with a rainbow flag because I like to represent gay pride and uh, 239. In case you forget your area code. Yeah, uh, I have a, a black tiger with a dagger going through it for, I guess, black pride maybe uh, with my area code in it. I have a sugar skull and I got that because I wanted a skull and I had been working at a Mexican restaurant for two years and I figured, hey, what the hell? We'll go with the Mexican sugar skull. Those are popular. I've seen those on tattoos before. Oh, yeah. It's one of the more famous tattoos that everybody gets. Um, yeah, Heather's friend Alyssa has some. Yeah, it comes in all kinds of different shapes and sizes. They're awesome. I have a little portrait, I guess you would call it, of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. And that's pretty much the only comic book I have ever read in my life and went along with it. He's also, I want to say his name's Johan Vasquez. And I may be pronouncing it wrong. Uh, he makes Invader Zim also. I have Gur tattooed on me. Gur. Yeah, for those of you who don't know who Gur is, look it up. Google. I have Rocco's Modern Life tattooed. I have Donnie from the Wild Thornberries tattooed. I have... Uh, we talked for a little bit about you getting a tattoo of me. We were going to, yeah. but, you know, I was going to have you holding the spatula, oh. flipping an egg in midair. Yeah. But you just... You disappeared on me. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was happy because I wasn't there that day. (laughs) (laughs) You were supposed to be there on my last day, but I think you called out or something. Mm -hmm. The day I called out, I'm coughing because of that sickness there. It's still lingering, the coughing part at least. Hopefully by the time people listen to this, uh, you won't be contagious. Oh, no, I'm not contagious anymore. It's just Ebola. I mean, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) The third confirmed case in the U.S. (laughs) Kelly Huff-Stutler. Yes. But yeah, I have a bunch more. Then I have my foghorn leghorn. Is there any you plan to get? Uh, I want to get my son a tattoo. He's now gotten to the zone where he likes something. You know, he's not just likes whatever I decide he likes. He likes Winnie the Pooh. So I was going to get Eeyore or Piglet something like that because that's the only thing that he shuts up for at the end of the night when he's ready to go to bed. It helps. Yeah. When they find oh, something. Oh, yeah. Serenity found Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And that was when she was about six months old and she still watches it. Yeah. Xander used to watch just whatever TV show I'd put on, but it got to the point where, you know, he'd just whine, 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 finally find Winnie the Pooh, and he's like... (laughs) It gets to the point to where uh, it's easier to just watch what they want to watch than deal with them not watching it. Oh, yeah. And even though Rennie's got her own TV, she wants to watch whatever TV I'm watching. Of course, because daddy's got the big TV. Yeah. (laughs) I got to get her a bigger TV than me, then maybe I can watch something. I don't know. You should try it. And if it works, let me know. Okay. Black Friday is coming up pretty soon. It is. And first time ever, I can take advantage of it. Yeah. I'm excited for all these things. Thanksgiving off, Christmas off. Sorry. Keep asking. <laughs> <laughs> there is, Cliff had to point out today, 10 weeks, give or take, till uh, Thanksgiving. Fucking hate it. Yeah. I can't it, wait. It's not a bad day. It's uh, It's okay working. It's just, it sucks that everybody else is at home without you. Oh, yeah, I know. That's the bad part. Last year wasn't so bad because Black Friday, I guess, started early. So I worked, I don't remember what time I got off, maybe like 3 o'clock, and then ended up, they had uh, something at Walmart for 6 o'clock starting. So I got a uh, 32-inch for 100 bucks. I was pretty happy about that. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, they're getting really cheap now anyway. Yeah. This one I have in the Secret Underground lair here, it's nice, but it's thick. Yeah. But it was free. Well, yeah, you can't complain about free. Is that Ronnie's? Uh, No, Ronnie gave me a flat screen. Yeah. That's somewhere else. I fix TVs all the time. <laughs> but they're getting to the point where these old ones, it's not worth fixing because it costs about 100 bucks, 200 bucks, and it's like 300 bucks, I can get a brand new one, 50 inch. Yeah. So it's stupid. Yeah. So uh, was growing up hard for you? Because um, 
Because I'm a lesbian. Go yes, ahead and say I, it. I didn't know if we wanted to. No, we ain't bull dyke, lesbian, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, that's cool. I um, like it. Um, was, was that difficult growing up? When did you know and were you always cool with it? Because you were born recently, like we talked yeah. about 91. So it's not like the old days where people had to hide for 50 years. Yeah. You know, you could just be yourself. But yeah. what was that like for you? Um, Third grade, I had a BFF thing, whatever kids called it back then. He's <laughs> back then, like I'm sounding old. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back in the mid '90s. Yeah, back in the mid '90s, we had <laughs> these friends called BFFs, and uh, her name was Brianna Nichols. We went on a camping trip with her dad up to Peace River, and like, I didn't think that it was, you know, like attraction sexually to girls, and it wasn't necessarily sexually because I was only in the third grade yet. But you know, she was more of a friend than you know, so nothing really led into that ever, and. uh Next year in school, she wasn't there. Didn't We didn't have Facebook back then. We had MySpace, I think. If you guys don't know what that is, Google it. Uh, but she wasn't on MySpace. She wasn't on Facebook. And I've tried to track her down once in a while just to say, hey. But uh, nothing ever came of it. Didn't think about it. And then sixth grade is, I guess, in middle school, the whole craze back then was, oh, I'm bi. Every, every girl is bi or lesbian or something because the guys always thought it was hotter. So I was like, you know, hey, whatever. I'll uh I'll go ahead and be bi. And then I was like, nah, I'm not really into the wiener. You know, I'm going to go ahead and be a lesbian. And seventh grade hit and everybody was like, well, you know, you're not a real lesbian. Nobody's ever a real lesbian. Nobody's ever really bi. Everybody just says this. Everybody blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, you know what? Whatever. Fuck it. I'm not dating anybody. I don't like anybody. Fuck you all. I had a, uh, I had a boyfriend for a little while. So my mom would shut up because she bugged me about just dating anybody in general. So I had this boyfriend that Stephanie actually knew before I met Stephanie. It was kind of weird, small world thing. And uh, it just, like, we never kissed. We dated for, like, two years. He tried to kiss me once, and I was like, no, look, here's the moon. There's a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, don't stick your fucking tongue in my mouth. <laughs> so then... Um, it's kind of rude. Yeah. Not you, him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to say ninth grade is when I actually had my first, uh, like, official, official girlfriend. And everybody knew about her, and we only dated for, like, two months. And then, you know, I didn't want to move in with her, though. So I wasn't sure if I was a lesbian, because lesbians have that, you know, second date U-Haul move. And didn't have it. Explain that for people that um, don't know. Supposedly the rule with lesbians is on the second date, they bring a U-Haul, because half the time that lesbians are together, second or third date, they're ended up moving in with each <laughs> other. They're going to live together forever, get married mm -hmm. when it's legal, or go somewhere it's legal, and then next thing you know, they're broken up onto the next bitch dating and then here comes the u-haul <laughs> sometimes it is true though on particular uh i'm at a loss for words okay this is going very good by the way very little editing so that's good cool it's really weird because i like i see the microphone and i'm like hmm what should i say it's very phallic yeah that's why i'm so close ah chuka, 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 chuka. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so ninth grade had a girlfriend got rid of her you know got another girlfriend got rid of her and uh finally i dated this one girl in 10th grade and I had her move in next to me. You know, the place was for rent. The mom was looking for a place to rent. And I was like, well, let's try this place. And I talked to my mom and my mom thought we were best friends, but we were dating. My mom didn't know. Um, so they move in. We're dating. We're in, I'm always over there. And finally, uh, in high school, you write notes to your sweethearts. We did, I didn't text that much because I racked up a $1,700 phone bill at one point. So I didn't have a wow. phone. Yeah. It was back when they charged you like five cents per texting. Yeah. So, uh. Wrote notes to each other, and it was the first time that I had decided to try pot. So 
I hadn't smoked it yet. I just got it from a friend. I also got a cigarette from a friend. I got a rolling paper for a friend. And me being a stupid little ninth or tenth grader, I put it all in one box, stuck it under my bed, thinking mom wouldn't find out. So uh, I'm over at the girlfriend's house next door. My mom is just the way my mom is. She snoops around, finds the box, sees the letter, sees the pot, sees the cigarette, you know, freaks the fuck out. Comes over <laughs> to the neighbor's house. A lot at once. Yeah. Uh, comes over to the neighbor's house, knocks on the door. Pulls me out of the house and is just like, what the fuck is this? I can't believe what the hell this is. And granted, my mom is a very bigoted person. She hates black people. She hates Spanish people. She hates gay people for no reason. It's just, I guess, the way that she was raised. And I thankfully learned not to be like her in that aspect. Um, But yeah, she tried to fight me out in the front yard after she found out I was gay. It was a little weird trying to fight your mom out in the front yard, but I stayed a good hundred feet away. I was like, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. I don't know what to do. So she was pissed for a while and then uh, confronted my girlfriend's sister. You know, this bitch is a fucking lesbian. And I was like, shut up. It's not funny, blah, blah, blah. And the sister's trying to, you know, deny everything. So, you know, we wouldn't get in as much trouble. And it was just a big catastrophe. But... Then I started dating Stephanie back in high school, and my mom actually kind of liked her because just, you know, she wasn't a crazy psycho bitch like my ex was that I didn't obviously see until later on. So my mom started to be okay with it. Now that uh, me and Stephanie got back together, she had Xander. When I first told my mom, she was like, well, that's not my grandkid. Don't expect me to do anything. And then the second she seen a picture of him, she was like, you know, oh, my grandbaby, that's such my beautiful grandson. Oh, and bought him this embroidered, this with his name and this with his name, you know, and she's just all about him and she's okay with it now. So it was a shock to your mom. Oh, yeah. So you weren't like dressing... I always dressed as a tomboy. I think last time I wore a dress was a Pocahontas dress when I was five years old. And I wore one for junior prom. But between the time of five and junior prom and past junior prom, that's the only time I've always wear, ever wore a dress. It was always, you know, loose fitting girl jeans or boy jeans when I could get a hold of them. You know, I wore sports bras all the time. I wore, you know, t-shirts and stuff. And I guess my mom may have just thought it was because I had five brothers and that I lived up to the tomboy thing. I played baseball. I didn't like softball. <laughs> I uh, I had G.I. Joes. I traded my brother. He'd play with my Barbies. I'd play with the G.I. Joes. It was just, she should have seen it coming, but she didn't. Mm. Sometimes parents, I think, live in denial, maybe. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, you know, if my kid was to come out and say, hey, I like kids that are under 18 when he's 23 or 24, maybe when he's that old, it's supposed to be acceptable. I hopefully not, but... You know, I don't want to think my kid's a pedophile. And my mom had that thought of being a pedophile is probably just as bad as being a gay, but... Different generations. Yeah. Hmm. But it's weird because she's only 19 years older than me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Which would just, make her only three years older than you. Like you said, the way she was <laughs> raised, I guess. Yeah. So I guess if you're racist, you're probably homophobic and yeah. a lot of those things go together. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah, but uh, at least you'll be a better parent to your kid. Yeah. So, yeah, if uh, my kid came to me and said anything, I'd be like, okay, I support you. I love yeah. you. As long as it's, it's not cool. illegal and it's not hurting themselves. Right. Yeah. When I first saw you, I, I immediately knew. Oh, well, yeah. I texted Cliff. I said, uh, there's a lesbian <laughs> in an interview and she's wearing a chef's jacket. So I think Anne's trying to replace you. <laughs> that was the text. <laughs> oh, God, that's terrible. Cliff texted me back and he said, no, she's supposed to be my new assistant. 
<laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. I was just worried about you. Oh, that's hilarious. No, I, I didn't say it in a bad way. It just Well, yeah, know, no. It's like I descriptive, mean, you know. Well, a I, tall person. Yeah. Short I mean, person. the chef coat thing we already talked about, not on here, but, you know, coming into Perkins of all places with the chef coat on is a little overdone. But. Yeah, um, it's usually means the the person coming in has no idea what job they're going to be doing. Yeah. So it's like a big sign to say this person's a buffoon. Yeah, you obviously were not. So well, I, that surprised us. Yeah, I've learned in my time. I've been cooking for five years now, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it is to a point. But uh, you go in and you dress professionally and you dress the part. And a lot of people like Anne. Anne was GM, and she has that thought process in her mind of chef jacket hat facing forward with the workplace that you're working at you know slip proof shoes black pants you're ready for the job to go and start right now so i'm gonna hire you but uh it yeah that's all for show it worked with end it, w- it wouldn't have worked with me there was people i interviewed that came in, in chef's jacket that were great interviews but i came back and i was like we're chef's coat so not gonna do it yeah it happens i would have passed on you but i would have been wrong yeah you're awesome Thanks. <laughs> and like you said earlier, you uh, are very respectful of older generations. And yeah. I guess I am that now, which is very weird. <laughs> Not yet. I, I don't know. Just a little bit. Uh, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> but when I was a kid starting out in the restaurant, I was very respectful to all the older cooks and I worked hard and I was very um, nice to them. I made sure they had an easier time because I knew they were older and I would be there one day. And uh, when I got there, all the new generations were like, uh, yeah, I don't like you. You suck. Yeah. Pretty much. Fuck you. Pay me. Yeah. Except for you. You yeah. kind of knew what it was like. Yeah. And I think by the second or third day, me and Cliff were just like, she's amazing. We got to keep her. Yeah. Well, it's good to know. <laughs> I didn't plan on going anywhere anyways. So did anything happen between that and Perkins? How did you get started in restaurants? Um, I actually I was working at Walmart so I could have the money to go to CNA school. And I went Which to- Which is certified- Certified nursing assistant. Okay. Pretty much an ass wiper. Oh, huh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I went to High Tech North. I worked overnight at Walmart, went to High Tech North from seven to like three. So I spent pretty much like I am now, except going to school and working. You are a workaholic. Yeah. I am not. I like money. Well, hopefully one day you'll be a workaholic in pajamas. That would be great. Yeah. But I went to CNA school, got my certificate. I applied to three or four different places. The only place that called me back at the time, because I guess it was out of season. I didn't know that assisted livings had out of season, but <laughs> I guess. Maybe older people die at certain times. I, I, I guess there's a time where they live a lot longer. I don't know. But anyways, you <laughs> That's know. That's interesting. Yeah. They, uh, they called and they said, you know, come in for an interview. I brought them all my certificates. I was so proud. I had my, my little nurse outfit on and shit, which. Let me rephrase that. My scrubs, because Nerf's outfit sounds a little... Uh, it sounded naughty. Yeah. And like a dress. Yeah. So you had scrubs on? Were they Winnie the Pooh scrubs or something? Um, No, I think they were just plain old dark blue scrubs. I did get a Mickey Mouse scrub for Halloween. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Scrubs are comfortable. Oh, God, yes. I wore them cooking for a while. I keep trying to tell Cliff that these are chef pants, not scrubs, and he's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> uh, they absorb grease after a while, though, so they Do get they? heavier. Yeah. Eh, it happens. And uh, I couldn't wear a wallet with them because I couldn't tie the string tight enough to keep my Oh, yeah. On. Yeah, I forget about and that. And I don't wear underwear. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> that I wasn't there that one day. <laughs> Luckily, I was wearing an apron, so. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um. So, yeah. The police called me. I had an interview. Showed them all my certificates. I was so proud that I finished school and I was working in this and that and the other and uh, she goes, well, we're not hiring for a CNA. We're hiring for a cook. 
but we may need a CNA in the next few months. And I was like, well, fuck it, I'll get my foot in the door. I've watched my... I watched my grandma cook. That's how I basically liked cooking. You know, my mom would cook scrambled eggs. I thought that was the most amazing thing from solid to liquid. Proteins aligning is fascinating. Yes, it was awesome. So I uh, said, fuck it, let's cook. And I ended up being the server, cook, busser, dishwasher, all at the same time for 32 people. And they'd wake up in the morning, I'd have their food ready, I'd give them their dishes, I'd give them their drinks, I'd pour their coffee, I'd bust their dishes, I'd wash their shit, and then I'd start prepping for the next thing. And, uh, I worked Friday, Saturday, and Wednesday, and I worked 12-hour shifts. Wow. But me being 19 is when I started this job. was uh, It was kind of sucky because I had a, I just moved out of my parents' house, moved in with a roommate, which actually got married on Saturday. Um, but you know, we went and partied at Hustlers all the time. And because I knew the girls, I got free alcohol and I'd come in hungover as hell, cook. And I guess that's where I learned to actually be a cook because, you know, if you're a cook, you can get down and dirty with a hangover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, still drunk. Yeah. Still, well, <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I'd have to go pour myself a couple of pots of coffee and get over it. But, uh, I don't know. I went and hung out at Hustlers one day. A friend had a job at Ruby Tuesdays and told me to come in. And after that, I was like, this is my thing. You're either born with the ability to cook or not, I think. I think it's either a natural born talent or a gene. Yeah, I think so. Because there's a lot of people, like certain people that still work at Perkins that say they have worked out back in Applebee's. and As busboys, maybe. Yes, maybe. <laughs> or dishwashers. Maybe. I don't know if they want to see them up front. I don't, I don't think they check references anymore. Or background or criminal checks. Yeah, no, I I do just for fun. I Google people's names yeah. and I look at their mugshots. Oh, that reminded me of one of the stories that we have to talk about. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Um, but yeah, cooking just ever since. Can I be honest? Yeah, I've cooked with probably anywhere from fifteen hundred to two thousand people in my twenty-three year career. God, that sounds. Forever. When you do the math, and I trained most of them. Yeah, you are in the top ten people of ability of cooking. That's freaking awesome. That I've ever worked kind with. Kind of honored to hear that. It's amazing. Very rarely do you have more than one at a time yeah. in a restaurant. And we had you and Ronnie yeah. at the same time. Oh, yeah. So when, God, I missed Ronnie. Oh, I missed Ronnie Yeah. before I left. And after he left, I was like, what am I going to do? Because then it was all on you. Yeah. But when I worked there with you and Ronnie, I was like, I love my job. Oh, yeah. Because you guys are awesome. Oh, yeah. It's freaking amazing. I would show up and eat something and <laughs> listen to a podcast and go pee and then repeat. <laughs> Every once in a while, yeah. I'd put an egg on the grill. Yeah. I'll be Ronnie egg. <laughs> I'll be Ronnie egg. <laughs> All right. So where were we? Um, well, before I forget about my interesting oh, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, I was working on Sanibel and I was doing cold line cook. And before I quit, they had me replaced by some guy. I was training the guy to replace because it was a, you know, it was a mutual. I don't have the gas funds to get here and back. So they're like, all right, train this guy and, you know, help us out a little bit. I said, no problem. Guy comes on. He seems real nice. You know, he's whatever. He's real attentive, you know, doesn't really talk, always listens. So I'm training him, whatever. Do my thing. My two weeks are up. I leave. And a friend that I used to work with there, you know, messaged me about two, three months later. Hey, you know, that guy you, uh, uh, you trained. He just killed his son. I said, you know, what? What are you talking about? He goes, well, apparently, you know, he beat the shit out of his four month old son. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, I, I, I you know, I was stunned, just like any viable human being, yeah. you know. Uh, so 
that happened, whatever. And it's been three or four years past then. Uh, the other restaurant that I'm working at besides Perkins, it's called Slates. And uh, they hired a new bartender. And I'm sitting there hanging out with my buddy before we go in. And this guy walks up and says, you know, hey, I'm Brian. Nice to meet you. And he's like, didn't I work with you before? I said, I don't know. I don't recall. He goes, yeah, on Sanibel at the Blue Giraffe. I said, well, I don't really remember. But, you know, hey, what's up? Come to find out that the guy is dating my buddy's best friend. So I went and, you know, I was talking to my boss, who's the owner. I said, hey, I guess, you know, I worked with this guy before. And he goes, well, how was he? I said, I don't remember, really. I think he was a good listener. You know, didn't seem too bad. I said, not an asshole like Mark, which is one of our cooks. And I was joking around. Mark is an asshole, but, you know, I was just joking around with him. Next thing you know, we're talking about the girl that he was dating. Supposedly, somehow, he uh, had kidnapped her or done something stupid. But she's old enough where it's not kidnapping, you know. It's just running away with whoever. And the cook, Mark, walks past me joking around saying, I guess he's an asshole after all. I don't know how, but just those words clicked in my head. I said, I have to do a background check. I did the background check, found out that he was arrested and uh, charged guilty for manslaughter of a child and this and that and the other. So told the uh, owner and, you know, the next day he was gone because they don't like baby killers. Yeah. How do you get out of jail? Um, I honestly, I didn't read up that the rest of it. I know that it said he was charged guilty for it. He blamed his wife. Maybe she took the fall after he was in the lockup for I couldn't long. imagine that. I, I follow around my baby with like pillows and two hands. And, oh, yeah. And, like, and I'm trying to protect her from everything in the world. Yeah. I Xander had his. Xander had his first big kind of boo-boo the other day. He fell right, you know, the door. He went, <laughs> he's got He's got this line. I felt so bad, and I was so scared. Rennie had a door line. <laughs> yeah. I think it just happens. When you're yeah. one or so, you, you fall into a door frame, yeah. and you don't believe it until you see it for yourself. Yeah. Uh, a few nights ago, Rennie was running towards her pumpkin. We just got her a huge, I think, 25-pound pumpkin at the Lakes Park Pumpkin Patch, and uh, she was running towards it, tripped over her own feet. And landed headfirst on the pumpkin, bounced off the pumpkin. She bounced back at the bottom of the couch and she just looked at me like, why does the world always <laughs> want to hurt me? And like, I was right behind her, but oh. I couldn't catch her in time. She's uh, fine 10 minutes later, yeah. but at that moment, it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. How's she doing since her uh, computer chair thing? She's all good past that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, that was scary. Had to take her to the hospital. Yeah. X-rays, hold her on the x-ray table and yeah. she was crying and in a lot of pain. Oh, yeah. But it was uh, apparently just a muscle strain. But you don't know because it could yeah. have been like oh, a yeah. fractured vertebrae or something. And yeah, and want... she's too little to be able to explain stuff like that yet. Uh, we just said, where does it hurt? She points to her neck and cries. And Yeah. But uh, two days later, she was spinning around on the chair again. And I was like, don't you remember? <laughs> we just went to the hospital because of that. Please don't do that. Yeah. Very scary. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. But um, yeah, I'm glad. Anyway. That's a horrible story, but I'm glad yeah. that he doesn't work with you anymore. It's really weird. It's really weird that it's such a small world sometimes with that. And they actually hired another bartender the same day, and he uh, he offered me a job as a clown. That's so awesome. So I may be working the Coconut Fest as a clown. Cool. So, and as you know, my favorite band is ICP. How did that go? Uh, that was absolutely fucking awesome. I want to find out about that. So a cliff went too, right? Uh, yeah. It was... Anybody else I might know? Did Jason go? No, I don't think Jason's one of those uh, clowny people. Okay. I like them just because they're wrestlers. All right. So uh, I don't even know where to begin. It was just fucking amazing. They threw, I would say, at least 500 gallons of Diet Fago Coke and Diet Fago <laughs> root beer. And uh, Cliff got his hand cut because he was he's farther in the back. And somehow they figure out, throw these Fago bottles. Cliff tried to catch one and cut his finger. He's very accident prone. 
that he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we got there a little later and Cliff let us cut in line. And I was like, hell yeah, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, we got there and they frisked everybody. It was really weird. And it I was, don't mind it. I kind of ask him to do a uh, thorough job, you know, maybe do it more than once. Well, yeah, it, it's kind of funny to uh, see your kitchen manager, though, get fresh. <laughs> I almost wanted to say he's got weed in his ass. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, I ran up straight front to the stage and got to the gate and everything. Uh, Cliff stayed back because he was, you know, he's got those bad feet and knees and everything. But I guess a Bosch pit broke out right in front of him. So he had to step back even further. But it was just. It was one of the best fucking nights of my life because favorite band, it was the one maybe second show I've ever seen that I could sing every single word to. That's awesome. Uh, Fago in the eyes does burn though, but- Diet? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that burn, I know. Yeah, burns your eyes and they threw so much soda that I tried to wipe it off and you trying to use my arm, my shirt, anything, but it was all <laughs> soaked. It even got to the point where I felt- liquid running down my leg and i thought i had peed <laughs> but i realized hey this is too cold this must be soda and it's carbonated yeah it was really tingly <laughs> did you get pulled over later by the cops and did they ask you to try to explain why you smell like root beer no actually i didn't i was surprised uh my clothes that i wore there still do smell like root beer washed them twice but uh no surprisingly enough i guess they only had two arrests one was for like pot possession, and another was for a drunk guy trying to fight a cop, which you see at any other friggin' yeah anything. Yeah, uh, Fozzie's coming to town, so that's going to be my next yeah. concert. Yeah, Dixie Roadhouse, right? I yep, think. I'll be there. I don't watch the news, but it was all over the news. My mom watches the news, so when I was spending time with her, they were all about ICP this, ICP that, and yeah. I was like, "What happened? I have no idea." Actually, I ended up on Fox showing off my tattoo and my T-shirt, and then some other channel. You can see me in the front row. It's my pink mohawk hanging out. Oh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, I was surprised. They had FBI there. They had, I want to say, like, one cop to every two people. They were ready. But nothing happened because we all knew. Nobody wants them there. Everybody thinks it's a whole gang thing. You know, the governor thinks that freaking naked girls are going to be running down the street with blood on them. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he, he said in one of his uh, things. That's that's funny. From a couple of uh, rapping wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, but it was, it was definitely fucking fun. But it wasn't nothing that i guess bad that they expected and it only took two and a half hours for them to clean it up not bad i was fucking surprised i probably would have went but i only know about three or four of their songs i really yeah. like them just uh, the atmosphere itself it was freaking awesome i mean you did have your couple of freaking chuckleheads that are drunk and i had one guy pushing up on me and he you know <laughs> was like rubbing his nasty sweaty fucking body <laughs> trying to get closer and to you yeah well to the gate and to me i mm. don't know i'm pretty damn sexy sometimes you are I you think. are i have to control myself sometimes i did oh yeah i almost got in the mosh pit but i uh decided i didn't bring xander i wanted to bring xander but it was a little too rowdy for him this time maybe when he's walking a little bit better a little bit taller i don't know if i'll bring him to an icp concert until he's old enough to be able to defend himself yeah because not maybe start off with barry manilow we'll try work your way or up. kenny g and take a nap while you're listening yeah <laughs> um, sexy nap <laughs> So. What other restaurant jobs did you have in there between your first one and when you got to me? All right. Well, on the long travel to the Albi Road, I have ventured through Ruby Tuesdays. I have gone to mom and pop stores uh, like the Blue Giraffe on Sanibel. I love that store just because I could do what I wanted. Like my, I taste tested filet mignon. That was my job. That's Sometimes. a good job. Sometimes. It's not bad. Let's see. I have worked at Denny's, which 
surprisingly enough, is like 50 times more terrible than Perkins, as you know, I think, right? Yes, yes. I, I did a several second jobs in my time, Ruby Tuesday and um, Denny's. Yeah. Um, I worked at a place called Tovo's Grill, which turned into Cinco Amigos, and I think that was it to my road of Albi. It's not bad. Which is kind of surprising. Like, I thought I had more cooking jobs, but no. So I already told you the uh, first impression I got when I saw you. Yeah. The first time I knew you were cool was probably a couple days later, and I saw you with your son, and uh, I asked you what his name was, and you said Xander. I was like, from Buffy? You're like, yep. yep. I was like, awesome. (laughs) And uh, I told you I had a daughter named Serenity. Yep. From Firefly. Firefly. (laughs) So I was like, well, we're we're cool. And then I think uh, during your hiring process, like, I don't know what our general manager told you, but usually she used to start off every interview. I'm trying to replace Albie. No, she didn't say that with (laughs) me, but that would have been pretty uh, upsetting if I would have said yes to that and then knew you afterwards. I I think the first time I saw you in the break room, I walked in and I said, none of it's true. I'm really a nice guy. Yeah, you did. Something like that. Nobody, Uh, everybody says I'm an asshole, but I'm really a nice guy. Yeah. And see, I don't get that, but. I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't change a fryer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But what was your first impression of me? Um. Well, honestly, because that was the first thing you said to me, I was like, well, he's either a really funny guy or he is an asshole. <laughs> um, and then I believe the first time I worked with you, uh, I still didn't know everything. I've been working with Ronnie and Ronnie was a really good trainer. And, uh, you know, next thing I know, I'm working with you one day and I kept asking you questions, you know, and you were just like, I'm glad you at least know this stuff, you know, and you're just helping me out. And it was awesome. I mean, you're just relaxed. And I, all I kept thinking, and I think I told you a couple times, I don't understand why everybody says you're an asshole. I know. I don't, I don't get it. Some people do. Sometimes I just tell people that I'm the nicest asshole in the world. Yeah. You know, which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Oh yeah. No, I mean, you have to be blunt sometimes and you have to tell servers that that's not their food or anybody that's a cook or has worked in a restaurant like we have totally understands that. But I guess from the other side, we're assholes. I guess. Because I got a talking to about my attitude, too. So, you know. (laughs) You're pretty calm, cool, and collected most of the time. I think you lost your temper a couple times. Yeah. It's just one of those things like, stop being fucking stupid, you know? And Yeah, it's hard to tell people that are stupid to stop being stupid because they're stupid. Yeah. It's like, I don't even, I don't even know. For people that don't know what it's like cooking, I try to explain it as... Similar to being an air traffic controller where you got to comprehend 20 or 30 things at once and keep track of them totally at the same time, except you're sweating profusely and not really getting paid. And plus the burns and the cuts. Yeah. And I I don't know if I could really compare cooking to anything except, I don't know, maybe if you compared it to having a really, really annoying, fussy kid that you love to death, but like... Times that by like 47 and they're all screaming and they're all crying and they're all hungry and have, you know, shitty diapers, but they're all running around with knives and flamethrowers <laughs> and, and the AC is broken. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. That's exactly right. But the only part of babies, the only difference would be babies are cute. Babies and are cute. Babies don't understand when you're telling them, no, those not your pancakes. <laughs> but, I mean, that's about it. Yeah. I stopped saying, no, they're not your pancakes. If they took pancakes, I would just drop more pancakes. Yeah. After 23 years, I got to the point where I knew they were going to take the wrong toast. I knew they were going to take the wrong pancakes. I didn't care. I just made more. Yeah. A lot of people I trained when they come in, uh, ooh, a lot of people I trained when they came in. Oh, yeah. Good, good use of uh, past tense. Wow. They would like freak out if somebody took something and I'd be like, just make some more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it got annoying at first. 
because uh, when I worked at Ruby Tuesdays, they had an expo all the time. At uh, Denny's, I was the overnight cook, and what I say went, you know, I was basically, not to say top shit, because I never really think of myself like that, but if you didn't have the ticket and you didn't have the food in the window, if you touched my food, I would stab your fingers. Mm -hmm. And I had Joe O'Connor working with me, too, which, uh, you know Joe, right? Gay Joe that worked overnight? Yes. Um, So me and Joe- gay? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he's gay. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He's like the gayest of gay. He's very- Times gay. Very nice. Very, oh yeah, no, I love him. Uh, the dead giveaway is always a nice, fresh haircut. That and the, oh, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was one of the people I liked right away when yeah. he got started, yeah. But, you know, and me and Joe, and then I had a couple other, and I actually had good servers overnight, so we had a quick understanding of, I cook your food, you serve your food, you give me a ticket, I cook your food, you serve your food. But, uh, yeah, I got really annoyed when I first started at Perkins, and I just didn't understand the chaos between it, because it's a corporation, I thought there would be more understanding of how things went in a restaurant none no <laughs> the way i think of it is and this started a while ago everyone is just trying to make it through that day yeah there's no big picture thought whatsoever yeah. they're like i got a six hour shift today it's my long shift yeah i just got to make it through six hours yeah and everybody's doing that so it kind of maybe a little bit works but not really when i came in you know i was thinking because ann told me that i was going to be hired for production leader how's that going Actually, I got my, well, I'm going to get my production leader book whenever she orders more. But I told her yesterday or today, one of the days, Nikki, I don't know if you remember Nikki, Mm -hmm. uh, she quit. Yesterday was her last day. So today I was joking around saying, Ann, you should let me be shift leader because Nikki's gone. She goes, oh, really? So now I have my server training book and I have my host training book and I guess I'm going to go on the front floor for a day or two. Will Ann make you wear five band-aids on your face? No, not on my face, but I, she told me I had to get rid of the piercings. The mohawk was okay, but the pink had to go. So. <laughs> where, where is the line? Thing? It's like, okay, mohawks are good yeah. on women, but, you know, um, pink, no. I'm not sure where they go. And the tattoos are okay because she doesn't think they're offensive, but yet she doesn't realize that I have a guy holding knives and a dead bunny. <laughs> that is left up to the general manager's prerogative. Yeah. When I started, you couldn't have tattoos. Yeah. And if you're a guy, you couldn't have earrings. And then they switched the policy to where if you're a guy, you can only have two earrings, not one. So then I just got both my ears yeah. pierced. But now it's just like, whatever. That yeah, works. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that's all on her prerogative of what she wants. But uh, yeah, she was like, you have to take the piercings out. For some reason, this app is making me extra burpy. They're called energy burps. I love it. I try to think of it as, uh, you know, that scene from Willy Wonka. Which one? Where they drink the fizzy lifting drinks and oh, they're yeah. burping and they're flying, going like this. Flying. When I drink too many energy drinks, I'm like that. <laughs> um, this show is actually brought to you by energy drinks. Uh, what are we drinking today? Um, I am drinking Amp Grape Boost, which Ooh, is freaking awesome. Grape. I am drinking Rockstar Pure Zero Punched. It tastes like fruit punch. I haven't tried that one before. It's pretty good. What's that one that you had? The Peach Sparkle? That was Rockstar also. It's freaking awesome. Because Hess has them two for three right now, so I get whatever's on sale. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so production leader is on its way. I think that's what I was. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I wasn't um, sure. Yeah, you were because Anne at one point said something about how you were a production leader and <laughs> you didn't do anything. No, like my last review, I didn't get a raise because she gave me a review as a production leader. And she said, if you were a cook, you would have got a raise and a great review. I said, I'm a production leader? I have no idea. <laughs> Tell me these yeah. things. I, I wouldn't just, I'll be. Yeah. Know? <laughs> people come in and they go, do you know what's behind this wall? I say, yes, I was here when they built it. <laughs> right now, who would be the person that worked there the longest after I left? 
I think it's probably a toss up between Mike and Epi and Cliff. Yeah, which is weird because they're like maybe five years. Yeah. Maybe Mike, five years. I would think Mike. And just told me uh, yesterday or today that, yeah, today that she's been working for Perkins since she was 18. And she's got to be like 50. Yeah. (laughs) That or, I don't know. Not really. I'm just giving her a hard time. Yeah. I think it's the bitch in her that made her a little (laughs) bit more uh, older looking. There goes the race. (laughs) Don't listen to this. Uh, Anyways, Perkins is awesome. I actually felt sad, not when I left, not for not being there anymore, but for, I was like the keeper of the history of the place. Because I could be like, 15 years ago, this is what happened. Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's gone. But thankfully, I can come to you and we can have conversations and I can relay those conversations to newbies. Hmm. As long as they're not puking from heroin uh, withdrawals. (laughs) That was their Saturday. (laughs) Oh, okay. So before we get to what has happened since I left, what was your first year at Perkins like? It was... Not really what I expected. I, uh, like I said, I came in expecting it to be a well-oiled machine because it was corporation. It was well-oiled. Well, it was well lubricated. Greasy, (laughs) nasty. (laughs) But it wasn't that bad. It was just when I got there, and Ronnie was my trainer, and Ronnie did do a lot of stuff. And I think it was because Ronnie was a hard worker, and I was a hard worker. It just we clicked real easy. Mm -hmm. And then you know I work with you, and you know. We both just clicked, and a lot of people that I worked with, it just clicked, and it was absolutely easy as hell. It was a great time. Yeah, and I uh, went on vacation, and Ronnie got fired for the bogus fucking whatever. Um, when he got fired, I like looked at Anne, and I was just like looking at her like, you realize he did half the work in the kitchen, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, when he texted me, told me that he got fired, all I could think was, oh shit, I have to work hard. <laughs> That's exactly was, what I thought. Yeah. But I was like, I have to work. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah. Was, Showing up, it's hard enough. Yeah, I know. Working. Mm. And then, uh, you know, not that I, I can complain about it because I do like my morning shifts, but, you know, she switched me to the 5.30 in the morning. And for somebody like me, I don't like mornings. I don't like, I don't like working. I do. I'm a workaholic, but I absolutely hate working. It's weird. Right. You do a great job at it, but yeah, I understand what yeah. you're saying. I mean, I do what I got to do. I can turn my switch on if I have to. Yeah. But yeah. I try not to. Yeah, that's why I keep uh, I don't keep the whisk on the name tag anymore. It's just in the wallet, so I can flip it out real quick. <laughs> uh, we did have superhero names. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. Yes, I am Spatman. Dun, dun, dun. You are the whisk. The whisk. What was Ronnie? Uh, I think we decided that Ronnie was gonna be like he was gonna be a villain. Um. Oh, that's right. Shit. I know. Through the years, there's been many uh, superheroes. There was uh, the Frisco Kid because we had a Frisco melt. There was some girl I didn't like, and she claimed the name Spat Gal. I was like, you can't just do that. You have to get permission from Spatman. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty bad. So um, we got rid of her, literally over the nickname. Really? Mm-hmm. That is absolutely awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what Ronnie was, but I think if I could make up his name again, I would call him the Friolator, because <laughs> he was one of it. the main ones that changed the uh He changed the Friar. And you know what? He was so considerate. He knew I started back Wednesday mornings. Yeah. yeah. Wednesday, almost noon. Yeah. When I woke up, whenever I woke up. And uh, he knew that I didn't like the dirty fryers because I would come in and eat a lot on Wednesday because yeah. I didn't eat Monday, Tuesday because yeah. you eat at the restaurant you work at. Yeah. Which is now kind of weird because I don't eat at the restaurant I work at. Do you eat at all now? Uh, I'm finding I have to. Ah, yes. But Diabetes. I just feel weird about eating <laughs> at home because I'm like, I have to pay for that food. And I'm, I've just been brought up to think paying for your food is just morally wrong. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But yeah, he was a fry later. And I think he was a bad guy because um, 
those fryers originally came with a pump where you could pump the hot oil through a hose yeah. and spray it at people. Never happened. We're doing that now. We uh, <laughs> Are today <you laughs> we just got our PPE thing. We have. The I don't apron. know what that is. PP? Yes. It's a personal protective equipment. Ah, thank you. Very good. We have the uh, apron. Did you have to sign a paper? Yeah, we did actually. <laughs> There's yes. always a paper to sign. <laughs> uh, we had to sign a piece of paper saying, don't break your back if you're lifting stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, something with don't cut yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, don't drink bleach. That's yeah. all there always. Well, you know, Perkins doesn't order bleach. Anne and Cliff have to go and get bleach, so I don't know if they have a Perkins paper for yeah, that. Yeah, there's no, um, there's no MSDS for it. That's why they ah, let yes. us have it. And yeah. the whole thing is just why not make an MSDS for it? Because that would waste too much money for them, so they could just spend more money. They wouldn't be able to spend as much money on new menus or on the cards that prove that we work there to yes. the our fellow employees. Yeah, that because also we work can't there. get a fucking discount anywhere else but our Perkins. But we have to have a card that say we work there. Like the stench isn't bad enough. Yeah. Again, not talking in past tense. I don't know if I'm still over. Well, I don't know. I guess we can talk about it in present tense, kind of, sort of, because it's like the crossover. You don't work there, but I do. Yeah. So you can do it. I should talk in past tense, maybe. Or you can edit. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I am the editor. Uh, (laughs) I'm the edit man. I don't know. I got to work on that one. Yeah. I like it, but. The cutter. Ooh. Hmm? That or the editator. The editator. Mm, nah. That sounds more like swear. I don't know. We'll I'll work on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work on it. I'll bust. Definitely not a fryer later. Yeah. I do change the fryer at home now, though. I, had a little, yeah. I have a little. Oh, yeah. I know. I yeah. seen on your uh, Cooking with Albie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching it. You're one of 66 people. Woo! I think six of them were me, so more like one of 60. That's nah, okay. It happens. Yeah, I like myself a lot. When are we going to start that again? I'm ready soon, to do sushi. Soon. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, and, uh, I'm trying to think of two different directions to go. Yeah. Uh, whether I make just ridiculously crazy food that will get a lot of hits, like yeah. pretzel soup. Well, kind of like uh, Epic Meal Time. Maybe with the Big Mac lasagna. That was yeah. Good. They got like three million hits. Uh, they have quite a bit of episodes. I want to say at least fifty, maybe even a hundred. But uh, you should check them out. They're pretty yeah, awesome. I've seen a couple, but uh, future shows are definitely limited to like five minutes. Yeah. Because uh, I never saw a cooking show that did it in like real time of and multitasking. Yeah. But now we know why, because it's kind of boring. Yeah. But that's what we do for a living. What I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, your year spent with me. I uh, I really clicked with you, I thought, right away. I came in, and I think I was working with Ronnie, and he had already worked with you Monday, Tuesday, and I was like, what about that girl in the chef's coat? Yeah. That's what I said. He's like, she's cool, man. She's cool. I'm like, okay, she's good with you. She's good with me. So then- I was like all ready to be friends with you and it, we just clicked. Yeah. I love when I click with somebody. Yeah. It's freaking awesome, especially when you're in a kitchen and you have to dance with people. And if uh, for those non-cookery people, uh, dancing is just trying not to get stabbed or burnt. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a weird dance because yeah. you're really like, it can be up to four or five people just in a very small space with a greasy floor and everything will yeah. burn you or cut you or give you salmonella. Yeah. Depending. Jay's coming on Wednesday to check for salmonella. (laughs) Don't let him check the chicken drawer. No. (laughs) Or the eggs. (laughs) And uh, like you mentioned, no air conditioning. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But it's like a, it's almost like hot, sweaty sex, but not enjoyable. (laughs) I mean, and not just for the lesbian factor, just for the hot, sweaty, almost S&M, but not enjoyable. In a bad way. Definitely. Like you, definitely. (laughs) That's one of our inside jokes. Definitely. Or you'd be saying your safety word all day there. 
Oh, God, yes. You just want it to end. Fruit Loop, Fruit Loop, Fruit Loop. <laughs> pizza, pizza. <laughs> Kids' pizzas aren't on the menu anymore. It's my safe word. <laughs> Why did I do it? I don't know. Why did you do what? Cook. Oh, um, because you were 16. That's true. I applied everywhere on Del Prado, which is our main drag in Cape Coral. And uh, two places hired me, Golden Corral, which is now a CVS on Del Prado, and Perkins. Speaking of which, did you hear about the Golden Corral on uh, Uh, Pine Island? The Rathead. Yeah. Yeah, and my mom went there to eat the next day. She was like, I didn't have the chili. I was like, like, (laughs) oh, okay. They just put Ratheads in the chili. (laughs) Your mom is a very brave lady. (laughs) I guess. Maybe she just didn't hear that part of the news. She's hard of hearing. Eh. How do you get a Rathead in chili? Like, I've seen whole rats, but never a Rathead. I don't know. You know, I'm thinking maybe that it would have been something like... Hey guys, watch this. And then they realized that they threw a whole rat in the chili and they tried to dig it out or dig it out. And they got everything but the head. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe they just thought it was funny to stick a rat head in the thing so people like you and me would ask a rat head. Rat head, right. A whole rat, I could understand. You know, they crawl in there. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's one of our jobs as cooks. One of my job, one of our jobs as when I was a cook. One of the things you do is you check the plate before you serve it for bugs, yep. redheads, hair, yeah, you know, salmonella, you salmonella, know. hardware like from the ceiling. Sometimes yeah. screws would fall in the food. Yeah. That's bad. But no, I guess there they put up a whole thing at once. Yeah. So it's they don't really check plates. Yeah. And I mean, technically, there's in my eyes, there's not really cooks there. There's preps there. Yeah, it's just prep you know, people that bring you their yourself stuff out. as a customer as a cook. So I guess yeah. it should have been that person's responsibility to check for redheads. Check for redhead. At least take it off the plate before yeah. you bring it back to the table. Yeah. Hmm. Wonder if that made national news or just local. Mm, we could always find out one day. A Cape Coral man is sharing his story tonight after eating at the local Golden Corral. He says he was at dinner with some friends and his young son when he claims that he found an unexpected surprise in his food. For In Your Corners, Gabrielle Saran joining us live on Pine Island with his story and the restaurant's reaction tonight. Amy, this dad says the dinner was one of the worst experiences of his life. This buffet restaurant here used to be one of his favorite until now. It's usually pretty great. It's the Golden Corral's healthy options and friendly staff that Cape roofer Billy Wilson says kept him coming back. I go, well, maybe once a week. But Wednesday night's chili dinner was his last. The first bite I took out of it, it was, it was a, a crunch. And, I, and at the time, I was like, what could the, I didn't, I was like, maybe that was a bean. You know, sometimes you get a hard bean inside of chili. Not this time, Wilson says what he immediately spat out was this gray rodent, which he thinks is a rat's head with curly ears and a snaggle tooth. When I seen it, I just ran to the bathroom and threw up. I was like, ah, I just couldn't get the taste out of my mouth. What did it taste like? Uh, <laughs> it was just nasty. Unsure of what to do next, Wilson says that's when his friends called the waitress. He says she called the manager, who immediately addressed the complaint. And he, he, he inspected and he was like, whoa, that is a rat. So he took pictures of it, moved it around a little bit, took pictures in different angles. And he just, he was like me. He was like, he was horrified. Wilson says the restaurant comped his party's meal, but the next day he felt queasy and went to the emergency room at Cape Coral Hospital. I brought the rat up to the ER and they were all like, they were horrified also. They couldn't believe it. Discharge documents show Wilson was treated for gastroenteritis and prescribed medications for nausea and muscle spasms. What do you say to those who may suspect that you planted the rat's head in your chili? I would never do that. I mean, they have cameras in there and everything. I'm I'm, I'm scared of rats. (laughs) 
In a statement, the restaurant says it's looking into the matter and has been unable to confirm the alleged incident. The restaurant says it's committed to delivering a high-quality food and guest experience in a clean and safe environment. But Wilson's attorney isn't buying it. He says taking the case was easy. Normally you get cases like this, people take food somewhere else, open it up, and then something happens. This happened right in the restaurant where there's no question what happened. The managers are right there. Leaving Wilson wondering what else was in his chili before he says he chomped on a head. Who's to say that first bite wasn't his foot? I don't like going to restaurants. I really don't. I don't either, especially because I know being a cook, and I'm not saying that cooks are nasty, but... A lot of them are. Yeah. There are people that if you saw them on the street, you would want to walk on the other side of the street. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, I don't want to say names because I'm not, you know, I I do like some of these people as people. But, you know, my first week in Perkins, I met a guy and he threw his gloves on and started wiping his arm with his snot because he was sick and decided that he wasn't awake yet. So he would rub his whole entire face up and down, keep the gloves on and (laughs) proceed to cook. Uh, so I, it's the gloves aren't made to protect the cook from the food. It's the yeah, other way around. Yeah. And I don't know what he was thinking. I, I, I don't know, but <laughs> right then and there, I decided that I would not eat at Perkins unless I knew exactly who was cooking, who had been prepping beforehand. Because as you know, we have an array of fucking idiots working mm-hmm. there, whether mm-hmm. it be from, you know, the baker to the prep, to the cook, to the server. At any given time, there's only really two people there that can really comprehend what's going on. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and I don't even... Sometimes I can't even comprehend what's going on because I am so in awe of what the <laughs> fuck. You know, it's just... There's been a few days where I've told people to just take a knife and cut me in the jugular because I don't want to be around that place anymore. And yet you still go back. Uh, the week before I left, I was asking people, do you fantasize and daydream about driving in oncoming traffic just so you don't have to come in? And yeah, you asked every, me that. Yeah, everybody said yes. Yeah. That's when you know it's a bad job. Yeah. But you know what? At the same time, it's not the worst job I've had. No, it's kind of fun. Yeah. If you dismiss all the bad things about it. Yeah. I mean, but I guess I guess you get that with any job. Yeah. I mean. It's, a, it's an opportunity to be creative. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Not really. Not really. <laughs> Productive. You're actually making something. You're doing something. Uh, kind of. Kind of, yeah. You get to eat. Yes. And listen yes. to music. Yes. Well, eh. No? It, well, it's music. It's yeah. It's the same songs over and over and over and over and over and over and over. It's music channel one or two, two. Yeah. Got a little bit of rock in there. Yeah. Now we have, uh, I want to say the, the band name is Blind Melon. Mm-hmm. The all I can say is that my life is pretty plain. They have that song. I absolutely love That's on the days one. that I hear that song. Makes me dance. Yeah. That's what I miss about cooking, dancing. And all about that bass. About that bass. About that bass. I finally heard that song. No trouble. Oh, did you hear the song or did you see me dance? No, I haven't seen you dance. I've seen the song. It was a minute and 20 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) So when I told you I was leaving Perkins, probably the second day you worked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little longer than I thought, but yeah. (laughs) At what point did you believe me? Um, I did not believe you until you actually had an explanation of how you were going to leave. And not until you told me that you had the uh, other job, the, uh, is it editing? Editing. Yeah. You have the, uh, editing job and that you were going to go look for another one and that you were going to try to get Frankie to, uh, what's his name, right? Frankie? Yeah. Frankie Earl Greiser. Yeah. 
you were going to have him try to uh, sponsor you. Yes, he is my life sponsor right now. That is freaking amazing. Yeah, he's he's a great guy. Yeah, you should uh, let him know that I would like a life sponsor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> at, at a certain point, maybe. Either that or the winning lottery numbers. Then I'll be your life sponsor too. If I win the lottery. This is a good deal. Yeah. Everybody should, if they can, sponsor a life. Yeah. Because a life is a terrible thing to waste. Yeah, I know. Especially at Perkins. At Perkins. <laughs> Horrible. Well, for me, I knew I was going to leave when they didn't give me my vacation pay. Yeah. See, I knew you were really, really, really upset about that. And I don't blame you. I mean, you work 23 years and then next thing you know, you're getting shit on because this person doesn't want you to work this time or this hour, whatever, you know, it's just, to me, it's one of the most demeaning, inconsiderate things you can do to somebody. Especially since I was going on vacation. Yeah, that too. I mean. <laughs> so I went on a brocation. Yeah, brocation. Uh, Don't but, go to Atlanta without any money. Yeah. Well, I mean, you Goodness. made it back though. I did make it back because we saved money for gas. Yeah. So we were like, hmm, what do we eat tonight? Hmm, maybe Rennie eats tonight. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. Well, didn't you have free food at the uh, hotel? One of the hotels? Uh, the first hotel we stayed in was amazing. I think it was a Hampton but it was like amazing. Free alcohol. I don't drink, but yeah. if you want, you know, people are getting yep. like six beers at once. Free cheese, free food, free chicken fingers, everything you can think of. Did you guys stuff yourself to the... Totally. And then the next morning was free breakfast and it was kind of like uh, almost a Shoney's all-you-can-eat breakfast bar. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. It was really good. But then the next week, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had like uh, continental breakfast. You know, uh, outdated uh, frosted flakes in a little box with white liquid that didn't look like milk. I don't know how fake milk would be cheaper than real milk. Maybe it was powdered milk. I don't know. It, uh, Just didn't look good. It's on the counter. It's on the what? And on, on the counter in a pitcher. <laughs> and you know, you know me about danger zone. I'm very, very yeah. scared of food that's not or yes. food that's in the danger zone. Forty-one to one thirty-nine. We're good. Yeah, they, they changed it. In my day, oh, it was one forty. It was, uh, now it's actually 135. I lied. Yeah, they, they keep expanding it, which yeah. is good. It's as long as they don't go the other way with it. Yeah. So now for me comes the fun part. What happened when I didn't show up, when I left and after I left? All right. So, uh, it was a Wednesday I called out you had texted me telling me it was your last day. And I personally at home was very upset, but happy at the same time because I just don't like being there myself. So how could you? And I was just happy. But then I was like, you know, uh, Ronnie's not here to do the work. Albie's not here to do the work. Cliff's <laughs> usually off when I'm working because they don't trust, mm -hmm. you know, anybody else but me and Cliff really to watch over these idiots. So uh, the next day, I think it was a Friday, I went in and it was just terrible. They had Mike Rao and which not it's Mike Rowe, but it's Mike Rao. <laughs> it's not the Dirty Jobs Rao. No, it's a different Dirty yeah. Jobs guy. Yeah. He has uh, a dirty job. You know, they had him take your spot, I believe, and uh, my husband. <laughs> they let him back. I don't know if they let him back. Yeah, right before I left. Yeah. I, uh, my last day was with Mike Rao and Mike Husband. <sighs> I was like, this is great. I can share my last day with people I don't even know. Yeah. And well, I can't at least cook. you didn't feel bad about leaving him. No. Before I left, I went up to Mike Rao and I said, let everybody I know, I said goodbye. He said, okay, will do. <laughs> and that was how I left the job after 23 years. He probably had no fucking idea. No idea. Um, but yeah, the next day come in and it was uh, Mike, Mike and Kelly and just That's Mike horrible. Rao. Yeah. Mike Rao is, he's a decent worker. He just cannot work with somebody else. As you've known, he mm -hmm. takes up fucking chopping boards. <laughs> uh, you know, and then Mike husband's sitting there fucking fucked up with whatever he's on that day. <laughs> And 
instead of doing the smart thing, and Mike Rao had at that point wrote on the schedule, Mike Rao needs hours, call mm-hmm. if you need. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they were calling him out all the time, and he started to become that guy that was getting overtime all the time. So they had to stop that. And they had me baking, so they would have me baking on Fridays, which moved to Fridays and Wednesdays, which moved to Friday and Saturday to Wednesday. And they just, because she still refuses to hire a baker, uh, me and Epi are usually doing all the baking and stuff. So then uh, it went, Mike Rao was opening, and I was kind of a little agitated because I was like, you know, those are my hours. That's my line. I, I kind of decided that it was my line after you left. Yeah. I passed the torch to you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, you know, and I was like, why am I sitting here baking? Why do I have to bake and do the truck? Because I was opening the line and doing the truck. This doesn't make sense. Wait till you're the hostess and doing the truck. Yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got to finish my training books first. Yeah. <laughs> Serving a table. Hold on. Let me get through that. Uh, guys, do we have any of this? No, it's in the truck. Let me go run to the truck and fucking get it out of the truck. Um, maybe they'll have me driving the truck soon. Mm, probably money in that. You can at least uh, listen to podcasts while you're driving. Yeah, the guy actually said it was uh, $17 an hour. It's not bad. And he would let me do all the work if he just drove because I don't know how to drive a semi. Huh. Hey, I would sit there and move boxes. For sure. You. you do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it was a long time of uh, Mike Rao and my husband. And they brought Shane in. I don't know if you met Shane or not. But, I'm not good with faces or names. Um, white kid, skinny, actually can cook a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Um, anyways, uh, you know, Shane came in and he's an okay. He does better than both of the Michaels. But then Anne decided one day where she would have me working your shift, which is the 10 to 3. I almost thought about showing up late because I thought that was the Albie thing to do. Right. Uh, it's 10 to 3, but you try to work as much as you can, like 11 to 2. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I told Anne, I said, you know, I can't work past 2. <laughs> at my other job. Right. And she's known about this and she once again played the, oh, you have another job? Where Where's this at? Questioning me, like trying to catch <laughs> me in a lie. Like I'm going to waste, you know, all this time to go somewhere else and sit there for another, you know, six hours so mm-hmm. I don't have to be at Perkins. Mm-hmm. So she tried to tell Michael Husband that he had to stay. And Michael Husband said, well, I have my kids. And I, she's like, oh my God, I don't have cook for an hour. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, that's not my fucking problem, you know, mm-hmm. either call Cliff or be a manager and step up and do what you got to do. And anyways, Jason comes in early, so I got to leave on time. Is your belly grumbly? Yeah. Oh, grumbly, it's grumbly. eating at home thing. Ah, yes. Yeah. Um. So then the next week she has me scheduled to open and husband doesn't show up. This is last week, actually. Yeah. Husband doesn't show up. How long have you been gone? I want to say a month almost because I went on vacation before I quit. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So I kind of like worked out my notice that I didn't give on my vacation. Yeah. That's how I looked at it. Yeah, that works. Well, and plus that week that you wouldn't have been there anyways. Right. Because your mom and Rennie and stuff. Yeah, so, so many things know. happening. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, Mike's uh, husband called out. He was sick, I guess. So I worked all by myself for all of Wednesday. And husband was scheduled out at three. So, of course, she assumes that I'm staying till three, which once again, I cannot work till three. We worked through this last week. I even wrote uh availability request. You mm-hmm. know, Kelly cannot work mm-hmm. past two. So she's interviewing this lady and it's like 158 and I've been sitting there doing like 35 an hour or whatever, you know, and it's not bad, but it's still a pain in the ass. I said, Anne, I have to go. What do you mean I have to go? <laughs> I said, and this is the way that our GM talks. You know this, but our, our <laughs> listeners don't know this. You know, she's got this weird broken accent. 
Uh, anyway, so what do you mean? You got to go. I said, I, I have to leave. I have to go to my other job. I have to go home, take a shower, get ready. I said, I, you know, I try to come into my other job the same. I come in here nice and clean and fresh and ready to fucking get food all over me. <laughs> I get clean and get dirty. And mm-hmm. she's like, you know, oh, why do they do this to me? Because <laughs> everybody got called. Nicole called everybody, tried mm-hmm. to get Jason to come in early, mm-hmm. tried to get Mike Rao to come in and uh, nobody answered. So around 12 o'clock, I was asking, you know, did you get a hold of anybody? Kind of, you know, hinting around, hey, I can't stay. Uh, so anyways, you know, oh my God, why did you do this to me? And I was like, well, you need a fire husband. You need to not have Jason as a production leader because he's not answering his phone. And I was like, you need to hire cooks that actually do their job. I said, and then I, I was walking away. I said, I miss LB. I say that all the time. Thank I did a you. quote of the day today, too. Oh, did in you? In honor of what, you. What was the quote? Uh, Fragili. That must be Italian. I love that quote. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just, it's stupid. And then uh, Friday, they had me baking again. And Shane decides to tell me that even though he's scheduled for opening on Saturday, he can't work because he has a meeting at his other job somewhere. So I say, well, you know, tell Mike Reed. I don't know what to do. I'm just a baker. So anyways, you know, there's poor Mike trying to figure it out. And I was like, you know what? I'll figure it out for you. So I tell my husband, I said, since you came in late today, you want to show up early tomorrow, make your hours back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, all right. You know, Shane, you open. Mike, you come in early. I'll be here in case my husband doesn't show up at 730. And Shane's pissed off. He's like, I'm going to fucking walk out. I was like, great. Well, you know, (laughs) I'll uh, just go do what you got to do because I can't lose Shane because Shane, even though he's still new, he's not quite used to it yet he's better than the other fucking two so uh shane leaves i cook my husband doesn't show up till 8 30 after they called him and he said oh i forgot and he's coughing and coughing and you know <laughs> i think he's got ebola and yeah. i'm just like oh god and uh cliff gets in half an hour later and all of a sudden my husband is coughing 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 to the point where he's puking and i'm like all right no he's got heroin withdrawals <laughs> and somebody get this man some heroin <laughs> yeah stat. i mean eight ball stat right now <laughs> We didn't have any syringes, though, but we could have probably makeshift one. Yeah, I'm from... not sure if you can eat it or not. I don't know how stuff works. Uh, I think you can smoke it. We had tinfoil. Oh, okay. I mean. <laughs> uh, I miss Ronnie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, it, it, it was very hard for me to stay straight edge uh, in the restaurant business. Yeah. But I did it. You know, I do hear that there is a lot of uh, a lot of cooks lead up to drug use, um, bad relationships, and a lot of suicides, surprisingly, mm-hmm. which I guess, you know, long hours, heat, you know, like 40 babies running around without air conditioning. Not yeah. yeah. Bad for you. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. But uh, so anyways, Saturday, Cliff came in and they sent Michael husband home and me and Cliff did a hundred count. Sucked. Um, <laughs> and Sunday wasn't that bad. But then again, you had Michael husband called off, so Cliff asked me to come in early, and I had Rob. I've been working with Rob on his side. How's that going? It's actually not that bad. Did you know that Rob didn't know I was a lesbian until three weeks ago? He drinks. He's he never worked have... with me before. Really? I never thought about it. Hmm. He uh he went up to Cliff the first day <laughs> that I worked with him, and you know me and him were just bullshitting. Mm-hmm. I knew he was drunk. I didn't mm-hmm. care. You mm-hmm. know we were just bullshitting. And he cooks better when he's drunk. He is. Yeah, he's a good egg cook when he's drunk. Oh yeah. I wouldn't know. I, I've only cooked eggs for the last 20 years. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he went up to Cliff and said, you know, did you, I didn't know Kelly was a lesbian. She was sitting here talking about her girlfriend, this girlfriend, that. Cliff's like, where have you been for the last year? You know? And uh, I guess they had a meeting that day and Cliff decided to tell Mike Reed, hey, did you know that Robert didn't know that Kelly was gay? 
And Anne's sitting there and Anne goes, oh, we don't talk about that. Cliff <laughs> and Mike kind of look at her, you know, and they're just like, talk about what? And she's like, that's not Perkins. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it. I don't even know. I didn't even know what to think about that because Cliff told me and I just started busting out fucking laughing. Yeah, it's funny. It's just, that's not Perkins. You're an equal opportunity employer, bitch. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. I think yeah. that it is Perkins. It's, it's the world. It's life. Yeah. Everything is happy. Yeah. When you're a team. When you're part of a team. Everything <laughs> when Al, no, is awesome. Our, our, our new song is uh, Everything is Awesome When Albie Was Part of a Team. Aw, yeah. thank you. Me and Cliff are shouting for does you Cliff on Saturday. Does Cliff miss me? Cliff I, does miss you. I haven't really heard from him. He uh, he misses you, and only time I see him now is Saturdays and Sundays. And so basically, you're getting rough, or he's getting rough. Yeah. Okay. It's you know they have me off on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and that's when he has to babysit, and I have to babysit on Wednesdays and Fridays. Oh, and I see him Mondays, obviously, because yeah. we have to get up at four and be and there worry. for fucking ever. Um. But yeah, it's basically either I get fucked, he gets fucked, or if we're working together, then one of us has to do miscellaneous bullshit. Like, I changed 15 light bulbs a day. Mm. Yeah, because Jay's coming in. God forbid the light bulbs are not done. Better than cooking. I wonder if Jay will miss me. I don't think he even knows I was there. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I've I've only met him twice. Yeah, so He's all right. He likes Iron Maiden, so he can't be all that Does bad. Does he? Yeah. Maybe I should wear a uh, Eddie t-shirt Yeah, tomorrow. if you do, he might like it. Or like, I don't know. Maybe get like an evil Eddie tattoo for him. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to, if I wear a t-shirt, I might get in trouble for not having That's a true. black t-shirt. Maybe Iron Man hat. Maybe. Maybe. Just go to the store today. sticker on your face. Yeah. I don't know. Get a little fake tattoo on my cheek. Something. But. Yeah, I miss you. I miss Cliff. I miss Mike a whole lot. Which one? Mike Reed. Reed. Okay. Pizza yeah. Man. Big yeah. Daddy. <laughs> the good guy, Mike Reed. Oh, yeah. He's the kind of guy that if he hates your guts, you won't know it. Oh, yeah. Because he's just so nice and yeah, awesome know. and cool. I know, but in the long run, it kind of makes me feel bad because I'm not sure if like people like that don't like me. Right? What really if he lying. doesn't like me? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. But he's very nice to me. He, he buys me gifts. So yeah. So I'm thinking he probably likes me. Yeah. Anytime he sees some Star Trek, he buys it for me. Yeah. I hope he still does that. Maybe. Maybe uh, for Christmas, he'll Maybe. just have a big old pile of stuff sent to your house. That would be awesome. Hell yeah. He's a great guy. I miss him. And I felt bad because uh, the day I didn't show up, it was supposed to be Anne yeah. working, but she switched with yeah. <laughs> Mike. So he's like, are you coming in? I'm like, I don't really think so. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. But I was thinking, because I know that Ronnie for the past four years has bought him something for bears for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I think I may I may catch on to that legacy and because Mike is a cool guy. Yeah. I always try to get him something Chicago Bears. Yeah. And I, I seen some Nikes that were Chicago Bears, but they were like $200, and I don't have that kind of money to throw yeah, around. That's a lot. For that, you can get the Back to the Future shoes. Yeah. You can get Chucky shoes also. Really? Yeah. Uh, mm. They're Nike. Nike's been putting out a lot of uh, cool. They have Freddy Krueger. Um, I have to check that out. Possibly Jason. I know they have Chucky, but speaking of Chucky. <laughs> I absolutely love that. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's really cool. I uh, gave that to Serenity, but his hair keeps falling out. Yeah. All over the place. I guess it wasn't poked in good. So now he just sits on the couch or on the shelf. <laughs> depending. Awesome. Thank you for sharing your story with me. Well, thank you for having me on. We'll have to do a... I really enjoyed it. It's kind of like uh, when we used to cook, because when you cook, you talk for six hours to the yeah. person next to you, because that's what you do. Yeah. I think that's why when you click with somebody, you're excited, because you get to spend time with somebody you oh, want to yeah. hang out with. You don't want to spend time with somebody cutting garden mix in your spot. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it, and I will miss our daily conversations. Yeah. 
Well, we'll have to have. I mean, well, we have the prearranged marriage with Xander and Serenity. Right, Xander and Serenity, because so they're both kinda, named after. Yeah. Joss Whedon show. Yeah. Joss Whedon. Do do do. Um, but you know, we're probably gonna have to force to be. Well, we won't really force because we click, but we'll have more of a reason to hang out because our kids mm-hmm. are married. You know, and we can. You damn kids in here. <laughs> well, you'll be like that. I'll still be a spry young lad. It was cute when they met today. They uh, immediately hugged each other. Yeah, I know. It was. I don't know if that's Xander's thing now or if it's just, I mean, I know Serenity is- Renny is at, a hugger. Yeah. But Xander's a hugger to me and to Stephanie, but I wasn't sure how he reacts to other children, but obviously good. It was very cute. Yeah. I wish I would have had my camera out ready. <laughs> I know. I was going to grab my thing, but yeah. my iPhone's always like, there's no storage left. I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh, well, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. And um, tell everybody at Perkins I miss them. Oh, I will. Except I'll tell for the people. Oh, yeah. Tell her I miss her the most. <laughs> Yeah, I, I confuse almost, her. Uh, Did, does she know I quit yet? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you're still on the schedule. <laughs> Am I still on the I'll schedule? Have to check it. I was going to ask that. <laughs> Remember that one guy they hired for just uh, two days, and then he's been on the schedule for months. Um, What's his name? Brian? David? I'm not good with names either. Am I? I don't know. I know Ralph's not there anymore. Ralph. He's at South Fort Myers. Ralph, I used to call Oscar, and then I wondered yeah. why he didn't like me. Yeah. Everything is awesome when <laughs> you're part, part of a team. team. Well, I had a great conversation with Kelly. I hope you enjoyed it. This was the first episode of season two of A Conversation with Albie. We'll have a second episode coming up pretty soon. So look for that. And uh, I'd like to leave you today with one of my favorite quotes. Time is the fire in which we burn. So remember to wear sunscreen. Thank you for joining us for this episode of A Conversation with Albie. Go to barrenspace.com to listen to new installments of this and other great podcasts from Barren Space Productions. Support from listeners like you help keep this podcast operating. You can find a link to donate using PayPal on barrenspace.com. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of a conversation with Albie, Barren Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. Special thanks to Stephen Order for web maintenance and ZeroPain.com for providing reliable and painless web service. A Conversation with Albie is edited by Albie. A Conversation with Albie is a Barren Space production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. <laughs>